0: Hi all, and welcome to episode 19 of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Faith Wang, and today I have with me Abigail and Lauren. Alicia Gupta, my friend and fellow Humanity Rising Ambassador, launched the What Cause Inspires You podcast as a way for students to share the service story they're doing in their communities. We encourage youth like these girls who are making a change to improve the world, to speak up about their stories and become a leader in the movement. Abigail Jones is a high school senior at Sturgis West Charter High School. She learned how students can get involved in the fight against human trafficking by participating in her school's Her Future Coalition Club and hopes to inspire others to do the same through our future of change. Lauren Bridgewater is a high school senior at Sturgis West Charter School in Massachusetts. She became passionate about anti trafficking activism when she joined her Her Future coalition club at her school and learned about the many ways to fight gender violence. Warren hopes to provide youth with an opportunity to advocate for human rights as well as empower trafficking survivors through our future of change. We're recording this presentation and we'll post this video on YouTube by Saturday and the audio on Spotify by Friday. It's so amazing to have Abigail and Warren here to share with us today. They're both from Massachusetts so shout out to anyone out there who's listening from there. My first question for you guys is can you tell us a little about yourselves? Yeah, so um, like Faith said, my name is Abigail,
1: and I'm here today with Lauren Bridgewater, my co founder. And so we are both seniors in high school at Sturgis Charter School West in Massachusetts, and we are really excited to be on this podcast today. Both of us got involved in the fight against human trafficking by participating in our school's Her Future Coalition Club. And Lauren's going to talk a bit more about what Her Future Coalition is, but basically, it's an organization that provides rehabilitation programs for survivors of trafficking in India, Nepal, Cambodia, and Thailand. And so after getting involved in this program, we got really passionate about the fight against human trafficking. Outside of our future of change, we were both really passionate about the arts as well. Lauren is an incredible performing artist. She's super involved in theater and she's an amazing singer and piano player as well and I am really interested in visual arts and
0: writing. Awesome, thank you. Um, I'm so excited to have you guys here today and I'm excited to start learning about you guys. So what is human trafficking, and what are its root causes, and how does Her Future Coalition work to prevent them? So a lot of people don't really understand
2: the true definition of human trafficking, so we always like to define it right at the beginning. Um, So human trafficking involves the use of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act. And this also includes, so this really affects women, it affects men, and it affects children too, unfortunately. So the root causes of human trafficking are lack of employment, lack of education, and lack of shelter and protection. This all relates to poverty. And this is really what Her her Future Coalition does, is they focus on fighting these problems to ensure that survivors are never trafficked again, and to also save high-risk children from ever being trafficked in the first place. So Her Future Coalition is an organization that really focuses in high-risk areas. They'll go to areas like Kolkata, India, where in the red light areas, which is basically just areas where sexual exploitation and prostitution is really heavily concentrated. They'll go to these areas where by the age of eight, 90% of girls and 70% of boys live in brothels and are sadly exploited by the age of eight. So we always like to give this fact because we want people to understand how bad this problem is in certain areas and quite frankly, all around the world. Sometimes their own family sells them into, sexploit- into exploitation, and sometimes they, because they are growing up in these red light areas, they are just so endangered from a young age. So Her Future Coalition works with high-risk children. They also work with trafficking survivors to ensure that they'll have a safe future and to also ensure that they can have an independent future. Her Future Coalition has many employment programs and educational programs. So they're not only protecting survivors from you know, being trafficked, but they're also ensuring that they can have a bright future and not just be, sadly, uh, there's a lot of prejudice against human trafficking survivors in these areas. So they ensure that these survivors can build their own lives rather than just live in a shelter their whole life. That's really
0: powerful. I'm glad that you guys are doing work against this. How does our future of change work with her future coalition and what's the difference? So our future of change, Our Future of Change is the youth-led
1: chapter of Her Future Coalition. So while Her Future Coalition does provide those rehabilitation education and employment programs, our Future of Change is more focused on advocacy and getting students around the world involved in the fight against human trafficking. Students particularly tend to think of human trafficking as this all or nothing issue, wherein if someone can't completely fix this global problem or can't put a stop to it in its entirety, then they're not really making a difference. One of the um, founding principles of our future of change is that we really want to rework this mindset and teach students that even if you're only donating $10, or if you're spending just 30 minutes of your day reading an article about um, human trafficking's prevalence or something like that, you are taking that initiative and you are truly making a difference. And so our future of change was just kind of founded on that idea that we really want more students around the world to get involved in the fight against trafficking something that Lauren and I had noticed was that in a lot of our anti-trafficking groups that we were involved in, we were primarily like the only younger people there. And we know that there are so many other incredible young people who would love to get involved in this fight. Just a lot of times, they don't have the resources to do so. So by collaborating with an organization that provides those rehabilitation programs, we do get to have that kind of direct connection and direct impact, even if we ourselves aren't the ones going into those red light areas um, and providing them with those resources.
0: It definitely says a lot that you guys took the initiative to step up and do that. So how did you guys receive the opportunity to found this organization?
2: Um. So I'll let Abigail expand upon this, but we have been volunteering with Her Future Coalition since our freshman year of high school. So um, there was actually a Her Future Coalition club at our school, and this was founded by some um, seniors that were much older than us. And we decided that we wanted to get involved. And honestly, we joined without really knowing what it was about. Um, We really didn't even understand human trafficking at the time. I think we didn't even fully understand it really until we started our future of change and really studied it more. But we basically started working with this club and we loved it so much. We found that it was doing such amazing work and even donating $1,000 could make such a huge impact. I always like to mention that $10 can feed a survivor for a whole week. So imagine what $1,000 or $2,000 or $10,000 can do. So we became the co-presidents of this club in our junior year and started started expanding upon our mission against trafficking into our community. And Abigail, do you wanna talk about after COVID? Yeah, sure. So
1: after COVID-19 shut down all the schools, Lauren and I kind of noticed that we didn't have that same community within our school. We tried to organize a little fundraiser on this GoFundMe page through our school's um, our school club's Instagram, but it wasn't that successful. We knew that it was really going to be difficult to encourage people to donate, especially with all of the financial setbacks during COVID. Um, so because our school club was primarily based on fundraising, and one of the ways we fundraised mainly was self- selling Selling food products at our school, we knew that we weren't able to make the same impact as we had been. at the beginning of that year. And so Lauren and I, we kind of thought about it and we were trying to figure out ways we could still stay involved because this has become such a really important part of both of our lives. So because we had been participating in Her Future Coalition since our freshman year, we had before had an opportunity to meet the founder of Her Future Coalition, Sarah Simmons at a jewelry selling event. And so we figured why not just take a risk and send an email to Sarah Simmons and ask if we could start some kind of student led chapter of Her Future Coalition. And we kind of did this on a whim. We didn't really know too much of what it was going to become. We didn't even know if she was going to approve the idea, but we just decided to go for it. And she came, she emailed us back and she was really excited about this opportunity. So we started meeting with her and the Her Future Coalition Development Director, Amanda Cunningham. And we kind of developed this idea for our future of change. We built the website and we began recruiting ambassadors to get involved. And through that, it's expanded a lot. It's um, gone a lot farther than Lauren and I thought it would. So we're really grateful to Her Future Coalition to help us have this opportunity and provide an opportunity for other students to learn more about human trafficking as well.
0: It's awesome. I can definitely relate about not feeling a sense of community during the, um, during the pandemic. And that's amazing that you guys took this opportunity to make it something even bigger. So after all of this, what is your favorite part of your organization? So we can both expand upon this, but I know
2: my favorite part is that no effort and no donation is too small. So everything that you do to educate yourself, whether that's reading a single article on our page, that will make a difference. Because if you are more educated about the topic of human trafficking, then others will also feel motivated to become educated about this topic as well. And without people understanding that human trafficking happens in every state, in every country, will never be a big difference and there will never be change against this issue so that's one of my favorite things but also i know even with donations you can donate ten dollars and like really impact a life you're helping feed someone you're helping provide them with education with employment things that are really like human rights and so by donating even just a small act again it's so important or even just following our instagram page or liking a post All of these things will help promote our cause and promote our organization and in turn help survivors and their futures and their families as well.
1: Yeah, and to expand a bit about that, I think Lauren did a really great job of describing kind of um, the personal impact that it's had, um, our future of change has had, um, and what's the most important for us globally, but I also want to speak to it on a personal scale in which I think At the beginning of quarantine, I had definitely felt really isolated and really secluded from my friends and my school community. And it's really interesting to me how through starting our Future of Change, Lauren and I have been able to actually expand our networks a lot more and connect with people all around the world. I think probably the closest, the furthest friend I had away from me prior to quarantine and prior to starting our feature of Change was probably in California, and I thought that was a huge difference. I was like, wow, there's a three-hour difference in time zone, but now Lauren and I once a week are calling people from India, and it's really exciting to us because I think we've both just become a lot more globally aware, and just being able to connect with that community once a week is, is really exciting and something that I never thought I would be able to do.
0: Awesome. What has been the most memorable moment of working on our future of change? Yeah. So I think, again, Lauren,
1: you can elaborate on this, but for me, the most memorable moment of working on our future of change was our first virtual event, which was a virtual art exhibit. And this was really exciting to us because Lauren and I have been attending her future coalition virtual events for a while. And we were always super excited to see how much they raised and just to listen to the stories that they shared. And it was always really empowering to us. And every time we ended one of those virtual events for her future coalition, we would always FaceTime each other and just, freak out over how amazing it was and how inspired we felt and Come up with these ideas for what we wanted to do next to further our outreach. So in our first virtual event, it was really exciting for both of us to see kind of the roles flipped. Um, Sarah Simmons, the founder of Her Future Coalition, and Amanda Cunningham, the development director, who usually were the ones guiding the Her Future Coalition virtual events, were attending ours, and they were able to speak a little bit too. And it was really cool for us because we had always looked up to them, and we still, of course, look up to them so much. So for them, to kind of listen to us and to, in some small way, be inspired by the work we are doing was really empowering for both of us and kind of reassured us that what we were doing is really important. It's
2: amazing. And I think I'll also expand upon that. I know that event was super memorable for me, but another memorable moment was when we went to our first club meeting for a different club within our program. So when we started our future of change, our main idea was like, okay, we'll have a club program and students will start a club within their school or community and they'll spread awareness about it just as we had for the past couple years. And this was really our initial idea and we didn't really know that we would start committees and have all these other roles, but to go to that first club meeting was just so exciting because it took the pressure off us, we didn't have to teach other students but rather an ambassador for us was teaching their community. And our idea is we can't teach everyone in this country. There's no way we can't even teach or everyone in this world. But we hope that with our ambassador program, every person that we educate will educate another 20 people or more. And we hope that that's how we can really make a big change and make a big spread. And we hope that these clubs also continue for years, not just a year or two by that ambassador, but that it's then passed down. So we're really hoping that our club program can be successful. And I know going to that first club meeting was just so exciting to see a club actually starting. And I know they're actually starting their first fundraiser. And it's just so exciting to see other students make a difference because of the organization we
0: started. Yes, I love seeing how a chain of inspiration will just continue for so long. And I love that you guys are the ones to start that chain. Could you provide a detailed description of the impact that you guys have made so far?
1: Yeah, so we currently have recruited a team of over 250 ambassadors in, I believe 30 countries, which is a ex- really exciting achievement for us. Um, we did not anticipate having that many students interested and that many students get actively involved. And we've also, at this point, I believe, we've raised nearly2,500 dollars, which, a- again, is really exciting and a lot more than we anticipated when starting this organization.
2: Um, I also wanna to add to when Abigail and I started this, she had told me, oh, like, maybe we'll have a hundred ambassadors by December. And I was like, Abigail, like, let's not shoot too high. Like, come on, that's a lot. And to see our program have almost 300 ambassadors basically mm-hmm. now um, is just so exciting. because it's again, way more than we anticipated. And our Instagram has, I think, about like 2,600 followers. Um, and just growing these platforms is so exciting and to actually have people who really are dedicating their time to our future of change that are volunteers is so exciting as well. Um, I also want to mention too, within our club alone, we were able to raise I think about $3,000 last year and that was just through fundraisers and things like that. Um, we also did like a summer raffle that raised about $1,000 this year. So. I think even if you aren't necessarily the, like the organization itself, you can still raise so much money just by starting a school club. And if every school club, if we had 10 school clubs and they all raise $1,000, and that's $10,000, and that makes a huge difference.
0: It's amazing. So I remember you mentioned something about having almost 300 ambassadors. So what roles can these ambassadors take on?
1: Yeah, so our ambassador program is divided into four committees and one club program. So we have committees for news, design, event planning, and outreach. The news committee is responsible for writing articles to be posted on our webpage at our and they are also responsible for um, creating these video weekly updates that we're going to start posting on our Instagram and hosting some interviews with other human rights activists. The design committee is what makes everything in our future of change look really, nice and professional. Shout out to our amazing executive designer Anya Khan who designs all of our Instagram posts. She is incredible and we could not (laughs) expand as much as we have without her. We truly believe that. Um, The outreach committee helps us to get more publicity and interview opportunities just like with the What Cause Inspires You podcast and our event planning committee helps us to coordinate all of the events and fundraisers that we do in order to make that direct impact um, by fundraising in order to continue to provide those rehabilitation programs. And then like Lauren was talking about, we also have a club program, which is basically just this advisee program for us to mentor students who are starting our Future of Chain change clubs in their schools or communities. They can start a community club. One of one example of one of our really successful community clubs is our Future of Change Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, another shout out to Maddie Smith who started this. She has done an amazing job with starting this club and they're hosting their first fundraiser right now, which is really exciting. And then we can also have a school club program where students can start a club at their school and get outreach through there. And so one of their club program is truly one of the most exciting parts For Lauren and I just because we have been involved in our school club for so long it's really exciting to see other students have that same passion towards
0: starting theirs. It's absolutely amazing Um, how far you guys have grown and how wide of a reach that you guys have like across America. So I know you've only you started um around when quarantine started. So how did you grow your organization so much? And Do you have any tips for aspiring youth activists?
2: Yeah, for sure. So we really grew our organization a lot through social media. So we never started this in person. Everything has been virtual. And I think this has actually really allowed us to grow a lot more because now we're able to do those video calls with people in India, people in Sri Lanka, everywhere around the world. So um, we've really been able to grow it a lot through shoutouts on Instagram. I know that sounds silly, but we would do 15 to 20 a day. And this helped us get tons of followers every day. And that's really how we grew it a lot. We also do podcasts like this and we do any other sort of informational session that we can get involved in to help spread our message. We also have a website, which some people can search on Google. So that's really how we grew it so much. And I think also... By having our ambassador program that really helped grow it because one people want to get involved so they're more likely to help out and then two they tell their friends about it and we've had a lot of ambassadors who have joined with a couple of their friends and that's really helped our program grow as well and then for tips for aspiring youth activists i really recommend finding a cause that you are extremely passionate about but that is also unique so human trafficking although it's a very broad topic very few people actually understand how to effectively combat it and this is why we were so lucky to get involved with her future coalition because they've really gotten this process down but so for us that's pretty unique because there's very uh, very very few organizations that are student-led that combat human trafficking but it's also something that abigail and i are so passionate about you know we both have read a book about it we both research it and we want to really make a difference about this cause so I think that's my main advice, is find something that you're really passionate about, but also something that's unique. It's not like everything out there, because then again, followers and supporters will be more inclined to follow and to support and donate.
0: That's definitely some very good advice that I think applies to a lot of things, so I, so thank you. Um, going back to your ambassador program, what are the benefits to becoming an Our Future of Change ambassador?
1: I think one of the most exciting benefits of becoming an Our Future of Change ambassador is just learning some essential leadership skills in terms of taking initiative. I think our ambassador program is definitely guided by our student board members who do direct the committees, but a lot of the actual work that gets done depends on the ambassadors initiating things for themselves. Um, a great example of this is if you go to ourfutureofchange.org slash news, you can see all of the articles written by our amazing ambassadors in the news committee who have all taken initiative, done extensive research on the topics that they're studying in order to have um, this like really amazing article that's published on our website and it's really exciting to see that and I think also another thing is just getting involved with people around the world and just expanding that global network getting to learn about all different types of people and their backgrounds is
0: really exciting for our ambassadors those are amazing opportunities Um, So how can someone listening get involved?
2: So first off, we always say join our ambassador program. It's really the key way to get involved and spend your time to help fight this issue. Not only will you become educated, but you'll also spend time volunteering to help others and you'll be making a very direct difference. However, there are also much smaller ways that maybe are less time consuming. Maybe you're not able to join our ambassador program right now. Follow us on our social media platforms. This is so key. If everyone watching follow us, follows us, it'll actually really help make a difference and help our organization grow. So our Instagram is our future of change, our Twitter is OFO Change, and our Facebook is Our Future of Change. Um, you can also email us if you ever have questions at our future of change at gmail.com, and our website is our future of change.org sorry that was a little repetitive, but you can find all of those all, you can find us on all those social media platforms. Another thing is like our posts, comment on our posts, things like this will really help our organization grow because other people will see these likes and they'll be more inclined to like it. Um, these are very small actions that you can do and they actually do make an impact. And I think I've found that really within the past few months where I see our post likes go up or down, it really affects how much money we're getting in donations and how many people are applying as ambassadors to help. Finally, um, I recommend subscribing to our monthly newsletter and educating yourself. You can do this by just going to ourfutureofchange.org, our website, and just scrolling down and subscribe. It's a super easy way to educate yourself about the topic of human trafficking and to just get a little check-in from Our Future of Change every month.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate um, seeing how small actions can make big impacts, and I think that's what you're saying this is all about, and that's amazing.
2: For sure, and I also just want to emphasize too, donate if you can. Um, donations are really the key to our program. Um, without donations, it's very hard to make a difference against these, um, ag- against the battles that these trafficking survivors face. So if you can donate $10, that provides a trafficking survivor with, a me- with meals for a whole week. Um, I know I'm honestly blanking on some, Abigail. If you know more of the impact statements, you can share those. But they're also on our, on our website. If you want to look at that, you can go to the donate page. Um, $1,000 can educate a classroom for a whole month. So there's a ton of impacts or there's a lot of impact that you can make by just donating even $5 or so.
0: It's amazing and we will be linking all of your social media and their website all in the description where we post these so those will be easy to access. The organization and passion you both have for this work is honestly inspiring. Um, I know the nuances that come when talking about topics that come with talking about topics such as human trafficking. So thank you so much for being such an amazing advocate about it both of you. Um, I'm sure all the listeners out there feel just the same. So thank you again so much for sharing today. Thank,
1: thank you so for much, much having for us. having us. This has been a really great experience.
0: Um, so in our description, I, we will be including the email, my email in the uh, description if anyone has questions about the What Cause Inspires You podcast series. And we'll also be posing the application form to become a speaker. Um, because we love hearing about all the action you are taking, such as these two girls here. Um, as well as following our future change um, social media, be sure to follow Humanity Rising's Instagram and Facebook to stay updated on our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts, and events. Um, all of those are at humanity.rising and what cause inspires you. Thank you everyone for attending, and we hope to see you again next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.